I will kind of be surprised if we get 50 minutes out of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you're underestimating our abilities to talk. I mean, I am, and I always do. <laughs> uh, we are two people who uh, are never never without things no, to no. say, Neil. No, shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. That's all you gotta do is just shut the fuck up. Right. Never gonna happen. I mean, it's like that's an annoying person that you know who you're always like just super <laughs> nice to and like listen to what they mm-hmm. have to say. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then like whenever they just walk away, you just walk the other way, like around the corner when they're you're just out of earshot. Just shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares, shut the fuck up. Because that's I exactly right. A lot. <laughs> that's exactly right. Just walk around the corner and be like, Holy shit. I have oh shit to God. do. Why Jeez. did they say oh, so much? Christ. Oh, exactly my right. God. <laughs> uh, all right. Time to get your fix. It's a horrible gaming podcast. It's not good. It's not great. Horrible gaming podcast. It's not even what you would call fair. It's really not that good. Gaming Podcast. Hello, my name is Zachariah with Old Man Gaming. You, 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 you. Yes, you, dear listener, have decided for whatever reason to turn into another horrible gaming podcast. I'm not alone, nor am I ever, almost. With me is... Almost. (laughs) It is I, from the past, coming to you now in the future. Neil, aka a tiny wizard. I was, I was about to say, you better put your name in there somewhere. <laughs> no, I <was> just <laughs> it is I. Like, no, that's it. That's just <laughs> it. We only refer to him as I from now on. <laughs> it is I. It is me. Me am I. I am him. Who All right. Is. So, guys and gals listening, we are doing a special episode. I've explained this on previous podcasts, but you guys know me. I'm literally a walking disclaimer. So, I'm going to explain it again. Uh, I am on vacation. As you are listening to this, uh, so what are you doing right now, Zach? What am I doing right now? Yeah, what are you going to be doing? What are you I'm, doing right now? I'm walking. While you're on I'm walking on the beach, uh, on are? the ocean beach. Yes, with my daughter how's, and how's my wife. Uh, it's actually chilly, and we picked a weird yeah. time to go to the ocean. But I that mean, is, it's cheaper. That is so objectively, like outside of the <laughs> tiny bit that I have begun here, that is kind of odd. Yes. 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 Well, we made an impulse decision at night, but honestly, the 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 town that we're in is amazing. There are tons of great eateries, great museums, great amusement parks, just tons of stuff to do. So we're okay with not being able to swim. It's still a wonderful time here. And we do get the benefit of this very obvious touristy place not being super busy. That is true. So uh, so there you guys go. That's what I'm doing right now. Um <laughs> Just smash cut to real me now, and it's just fire, and I'm like, oh my god! Uh, uh, so what we're doing today is uh, we are recording this literally right after you we recorded the last week's episode, and we used to do this thing on this show. Some of you might remember it, some of you might be too new to remember it, but it was called the Horrible Arena, and here's what we would do. We would set criteria for the Horrible Arena, then we would have a pitch-off. 
So, like, you'd say, like, action game. And then me and Neil would have to pitch an action game. We'd have to pitch the title. We'd have to pitch the developer. And then we'd have oh, to pitch shit. the... I forgot developers for all of mine. Did you? I <laughs> did not. Better get better start ticket-tapping over there. Um, <laughs> so what we do is then we, uh, we pitch these things uh, to you guys. And uh, you guys get to tell us who won. We're going to do things a little bit differently since this is going to be a full episode of Horrible Arena. How we're going to do this is each of us will uh, each of us will pitch. Each of us got to pick, and then the third one is a wild card. We can pitch whatever we want to you guys, uh, and then each of us got to pick. I got to I picked licensing. Neil picked crossover. Uh, so yeah, we will, what we'll do though is each segment, so licensing, we'll both pitch our licensed game, then we're going to talk about it, we're going to kind of discuss what we liked about each other's, what we didn't like, maybe even talk about which one we thought won as a whole, but the ultimate power is in you guys' hands, you guys get to vote for whichever ones you thought won in each category, and that'll be that, that's the fun of this show. Uh, but before we get into that, we do need to thank the people who helped us make this show possible. Uh, number one, if you're watching this on uh, YouTube, behind the fancy timestamps, you're seeing fancy graphics. Those fancy graphics are provided to us by Mr. Mark Bell. We thank him for that. And then, of course, the theme song for this show and all the shows here at OMG are provided by my brother, the man who makes the music, Nick Van Sliders. We thank him for that. Now, one last disclaimer because before we hit pause and go to our first pitch, and that is there will be no fan traction, obviously, because we just read all the fan traction from last week. There will be no fan traction this week. Instead, anything you post on this week or the week prior, I will read when we come back on episode 135. So, with that said, we'll be right back with our first pitch. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, we're back with our first category. Now, this category is the category I chose, which is licensed product. That's right, a video game off a licensed product. Let's face it, they're not usually great. Not usually great. But hopefully we can pitch something that's interesting to you guys. Do you want to go first, Neil? Do you want me to go first on this one? Uh, I'll go first. All right. Um, all right. So The floor is yours, sir. All right, thank you. So... My game, my license game. I don't know if it'll be for everybody, but do you like games like Cooking Mama, but wish they were just a little bit more intense? Well then, the Hell's Kitchen game by EA would absolutely be for you. So how would it work? So the game would have two aspects. It would have your online multiplayer as well as a single player story campaign mode. Um, the single player story mode would follow your own custom created chef on their way to being the best chef in the country, winning a job at one of Gordon Ramsay's restaurants in one of the world's worst job interviews ever. Um, so playing through the single player campaign would have challenges. These challenges uh, would consist of preparing dishes under certain conditions, such as using limited sets of ingredients or preparing certain dishes within a certain type of cuisine, stuff along those lines. Uh, and then they would also, throughout the course of it, have your standard dinner service, 
where you had to perform on your station making certain dishes fast enough. It would turn it almost into a sort of um, overcooked situation without all the shenanigans. Now, how would this game actually function? Well, it would have a lot of stats based on everything. So certain types of ingredients would have their own types of stats used for various things. So exotic ingredients would have like possibly a lower taste stat for the overall flavor of the food, but have a risk multiplier, which may elevate the dish if used. So your dish would end up having a score associated with it. And that's how it would be compared against whatever it is that would be asked of you. Um, the stats would also play into your, into your created character stats. So whenever you make your character, you would put various points into cooking styles or certain types of cuisines. So you may want to be a better saute cook than you would want to be a patissier, anything along those lines. Um, and you would increase your effectiveness with those dishes whenever you were at service. So you could min-max in some regards. Maybe you want to be a straight-up Italian cuisine chef and totally blow everybody away with the, that Italian cuisine. But then whenever it comes to something like Asian food, you may not be the best uh, in the group. Um, and then you would have your multiplier, uh, a multiplayer, I apologize. The multiplayer would have a competitive element where you would go online and you would team up with people to have competing kitchens to get through dinner service the best and fastest or individual competition where you would go head to head against other players online making dishes with your own personal uh, cook builds to go through and just compete head to head to see if you could make the best dish compared to everybody else. And you could even go so far as to allow people to turn it into like a Twitch thing to allow that integration for streaming, allow people to register for your stream session to have all these different people go multiplayer in one group and have the people spectating be the judges in the end to say who, you know, did the best. So you would have, uh, you would have a voting element as well on top of your standard score. So that would be this game. That would be the Hell's Kitchen game. All right, all right, all right. I'll save my thoughts for the summary. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get back. We'll get to that <laughs> after both pitches happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so my licensed game is Cobra Kai. Uh, look, there's been, <laughs> there's been a Cobra Kai game already, and it sucked ass. Uh, so I want to make a good Cobra Kai game. Who's my developer? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, if you want a martial arts game, there's one developer in the business right now, and that is Slow Clap. They made Sifu, they made Absolver. Bring Slow Clap in, and they get to flex a muscle they haven't really gotten to flex yet with Cobra Kai with a little bit of comedy. Because, let's face it, Sifu and Absolver are very heavy-handed. You could get a little bit funnier with this. Now, let's pitch the game, now that you've got the developer and the subject matter. Now... I don't want you playing as normal characters. I don't want this to be a fighting game. What I want this to be is I want this to be in the true vein of Cobra Kai and what, does, what happens in Cobra Kai every time. X person gets trained, person comes up, 
ends up fighting against X person, starts another dojo. So here's what the game here's what the game will be. You will make a character in their junior year in high school, 17 or 18. You get to start from scratch. You get to make the character from the ground up. You know all the customization options. Then. There's a little intro scene. Maybe you get beat up or whatever, and you get to pick which dojo you join. The game will start off in where you can either pick Cobra Kai, you can pick Eagle Fang with uh, uh, Johnny Lawrence, Cobra Kai with uh, what's his face? I can never remember his name. Uh, and Daniel then Russo, not da- Daniel Larusso's Miyagi Do. And then oh, you, sorry, yeah, Cobra Kai is. Uh, the general crease 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 uh yeah. so you could either train under crease train under uh 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 jo- johnny lawrence as eagle fang or daniel russo miyagi do each one of those trainings will then be another chunk of your story you'll fight with that dojo you'll become in with that dojo you'll make friends at that dojo but you'll also learn techniques that are specific to that dojo so each playthrough can have a different little spice to it depending on who you pick but i don't stop there ladies and gentlemen this game will definitely have an end game because as you fight through as you win those all valley karate tournaments or place in those all valley karate tournaments and you get involved in your own storyline based on which dojo you're fighting eventually you'll come to want to start your own dojo you'll get old enough to start your own dojo and then you get to go create your own dojo and start to bring in students and train them your moves at that point you can actually even further your own characters build by learning moves from other ones because you'll slowly pull students from eagle fang or Cobra Kai, or Miyagi-Do, or wherever you didn't have, you didn't train, and you can actually learn moves from them, and then you get to train them to take them to the All Valley Karate Finals, while also then getting involved in a much more mature storyline uh, with the other dojo leaders. So that's my pitch, a full start-to-finish Cobra Kai, you get to create a character, you get to go through all the steps of Cobra Kai, which, let's face it, is... Get into a dojo, end up learning from that dojo, hate that dojo, start your own dojo. <laughs> so, so that's that's what you get from mine. That's Cobra Kai. So that's right. my pitch. So what? I'm I'm already I'm just gonna start us talking about this right now. Okay. Uh, I've already lost <laughs> because uh, that's. When was the moment you think you lost that, <laughs> on this one? When you said Cobra Kai, I was like. <laughs> Fuck, why didn't I do that? And then you were like, oh yeah, the people who fucking did uh, did all the uh, seafood, seafood yeah. like that. I was like, oh, okay. So like not only just like, you know, the content, but like, you know, the one who does the content too. Okay. It's like, oh, fuck me then. <laughs> I, yeah, look. And, uh, yeah, that was the, yeah. I thank you. I do think I probably pulled that one out. I told you ahead of time that I thought my licensed product was gonna win. That being said, I do wanna I do wanna tout some awesome things about your game. First of all, I love the idea. I love any time a game does something very simple but adds RPG and build elements to it. And when you started with Hell's Kitchen, I was like, oh, this is going to be terrible. But you actually pulled me in with the idea of specializing your character and like 
building him out to make certain dishes. I really like the Twitch integration, too. I think that was a real winner in your pitch as well. And I got to be honest, my game doesn't have multiplayer, so which right off the bat is going to hurt my vote with Philbilly because he likes multiplayer. So I, I don't know. I, I don't see a way to do multiplayer in this game that I have pitched, so that's why I didn't necessarily put multiplayer in it. Um, but your game does, and I loved the multiplayer. I love the idea of fighting the, the, the builds. I love the idea of using Twitch integration to vote on the cooking show. I think that would be a killer on Twitch, really. Yeah, and, and you know, it's funny because when I originally, it was like, license game. What the fuck am I going to do for license games? Like, <laughs> I don't know. A TV show, I guess. <laughs> and like, maybe I'll just do some dumbass competition <laughs> show or something. Turn That's it into idea. something like that. At least like, I had no idea where to start. Look, because, like, I, we, like I said, we, the minute you it, said Hell's Kitchen, I was out. But when you added in those like... You pulled me back with the RPG elements. See, I'm not gonna yeah, lie. I was like, oh, Hell's Kitchen, dot, dot, dot. And, like, even, like, the Cooking Mama thing, is, I just literally thought of that whenever I was going to start to do my pitch. I didn't even have that type, <laughs> typed out. I was like, oh, my God. I literally just made Cooking Mama, but with the Hell's Kitchen logo slapped on it. What the fuck? But, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's it, – I was sitting down here uh, in my basement watching my – my laundry room drain overflow and i was just <laughs> i was just like i need to fucking type this shit out and i was just thinking about it as i'm sucking up water off the floor i was like yeah i'll just do sal's kitchen fuck it <laughs> uh that's that's awesome that's awesome yeah i'm proud of the cobra kai though i yeah i really i love the idea of like i'm not going to lie some of this idea came from terry shakespeare cuz i was playing sifu uh, for Amateur Hour, my my yeah. Tuesday night fighting game kind of stream, my brawler stream, and Terry Shakespeare was like, man, these guys should make uh, Cobra Kai. And then I was like, holy shit, what would that look like? And I, I put that together in my head, and when we decided to do the Horrible Arena, if you recall, I told you, I was like, I already have one that I yeah. have to pitch, and I've had it in my head forever. That's why I pick licensing, because I was like, I gotta pitch that Cobra Kai game. I love the idea of making a kid going through the steps and then the end game is managing your own dojo so you get the the aspects of every like third person action and then third person training and tournament and sport and then you get the third per and then you get almost like dojo management as well you know and, and what could be really interesting too is all of those all three of them can have three separate campaigns mm-hmm you can literally they would yep. all have their own sort of story like it, it's the same overarching story, but you'd have to like play through all three of them to get the whole the story yeah. as a whole. Yeah, because everybody get trained different, but they're all crossing paths at the same time. Right. Yeah, I think yeah, that would be that'd be really good. Yeah, I knew they put a Cobra Kai game out, and it's I knew terrible. it was going to be garbage, so I didn't even attempt. <laughs> yeah, to it's look terrible. At it. It's absolutely terrible. It's just like a a brawler fighter, if I recall correctly, but it's like. Um, it's not, not good. surprised they went for the low-hanging fruit. Well, honestly, <laughs> I'd be okay with the low-hanging fruit if it was quality. I love a 2D brawler. Like, I mean, everybody who knows me knows I love a 2D brawler. It's just, it did not look good. I watched every play, like, and I think IGN gave it, like, a 4 or 5 or something like that, oh, maybe a 3. God. Like, it was, it was not good. It was definitely, like, we got to get a Cobra Kai game out there. You know what I mean? And they just chucked it at a screen. You know, um, speaking of the the... 
2D side-scrolling brawler. I, I don't know how we didn't even bring this up in the regular podcast. You see that TMNT collection? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. It looks great. It looks great. They even got Hyperstone Heist, which nobody does that anymore. You can't find that anywhere. That's the Genesis version of the, the Turtles in Time, and I actually thought it was a far superior brawler. Uh, so I'm kind of I'm kind of excited about that. Not gonna lie, I might pick that up. Might indeed pick that up. Oh yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, that's our first pitch, but you guys get to decide. Uh, but we're not done yet. We got two more. We each have two more pitches for you. So next, we're gonna go to the one that Neil chose, which was crossover, right? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be right back with crossover. <laughs> Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, everybody. That brings us to our second, our second subject. This one Neil picked. He picked crossover. So game crossover. Two game characters coming together. Uh, mine might be a little bit of a disqualification, but as we do with all disqualifications, you guys decide the disqualifications. Uh, <clears throat> but I definitely pulled it, so I'm pitching first. My developer is Playground Games. My game is Forza Wasteland. The crossover specifically is Forza and Mad Max. So basically, uh, what I wanted to pitch here is, uh, you know, I've pitched crossovers before. I, my mind always ends up getting drawn to the 2D brawlers. But uh, I wanted to pitch something different for crossover. And uh, one thing, I, I love Mad Max. I, I've always loved Mad Max Fury Road, the original movies. I love post-apocalyptic car combat is just one of the most fun things. I have a bunch of tabletop games that I play that are post-apocalyptic car car games. Every time I make a role-playing game, it somehow ends up with car combat somewhere in it. Uh, <laughs> so so the, with this, in general, uh, I, I love that. There has been one video game of Mad Max, uh, Warner Brothers Studios did it, and it was good. It was good, but it was an open world, very straightforward thing. And the cars, there was only really three different types of cars you could pick. There were upgrades, but it wasn't. none of it was really scientific or realistic, whereas you look at Forza Horizon... And you look at the builds you can do on those cars, pumping the tires, the, the, the scientific amount that you can go into struts and engines and stuff. I want that merged. I want Mad Max. I want, you've got Forza. Forza actually has licensing deals with all of the major car companies. We could see some of the actual Chargers and Mustangs, some of the old trucks like the Broncos. You could get those in a Mad Max game, and then you could add the science into that. They could actually even do some theoretical stuff like, how much drag would be on if you put spikes on the tire or a bumper made of human skulls. Like, stuff like that uh, would be really cool to add into this game. Uh, how this game would play is much like Forza Horizon, except all of the missions that you would land on or the adventures that you would go on would involve violence, which would be great. One thing that they could add to this game, because they're definitely getting into that third-person kind of action genre, as we know with Fable, is you could actually add in AI piloted, uh, AI co-pilots, depending on the vehicle that you chose, the vehicle that you're racing, you could actually have people in it, they use the guns, and then you can actually supply your, your car with different guns, double barrel shotguns, AKs, that sort of thing. What's even cooler is you could add in kind of a survival 
uh, resource management part to this with ammunition and whatnot, much like Mad Max. Uh, there doesn't need to be necessarily an overarching storyline. It can just be more about like accomplishing goals, capturing places, uh, rescuing things. I think this would just be so cool. Forza does car action like nobody else. I want them to tack on that Mad Max flavor and then just, just see what happens there. That's my pitch. Alrighty. So, my game would be a crossover from Capcom and id, and it will be a Devil May Cry and Doom crossover, because those worlds mesh very well. So, with this, Dante would be once again pitted against Mundus. However, Mundus would have made a deal with Satan himself to get even more power and control over the spawn of hell, which this action alone would summon the Doom Slayer. Now the game would originally begin with Dante and the Doom Slayer being at odds with each other. Uh, eventually they will force, they will form an uneasy alliance and you would then be able to control both characters and swap between them whenever you would want. So, both of these games on their own have very fast-paced action. So what you would be able to do is have very stylish melee close encounters combat with Dante and be able to set up launches and combos that you could then swap over to the Doom Slayer and meat hook onto enemies in the air and shotgun blast them back down to the ground and just start ripping and tearing through dudes as fast as you possibly can. It would be a single-player story-driven game, uh, and all of that fast action, that fast-paced action, would remain. But it would be very style-based, and you could also go ahead and do split-screen co-op or an online co-op, to where you would choose which of the two characters you would control, and even allow for the option to swap in the middle of it. So if you did want to start off as Dante and then be the Doom Slayer or vice versa to give everybody a taste of everything that would be going on. Uh, unfortunately, this was one of my lighter pitches. I hadn't really <laughs> had a chance to fully flesh everything out with it, but I think it's a pretty strong melding of two very similar ideas. I That is definitely not a game for me, but I think it's really interesting, um, especially if you somehow folded in the idea of like, moving between the third person like when you're playing Dante your third person and when you're playing the Doom Slayer your first yeah. person that would be really trippy and cool if like you could switch back and forth i will say this that game has to have a versus scene at some point where you play both like that oh, game yeah absolutely that game would be a game director's wet dream you know what i mean yes, like would. that's what you do is like you really like storyboard that shit out and have fun with it i would love if you like you start the fight as doom slayer with Dante, and then halfway through, you switch to Dante as Doom and fight Doomslayer. You know, that would be I, really cool. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, the uh, the the one other thing that would be awesome is like kind of do almost a God of War quick time event thing. I hate quick time events, <laughs> but the possibilities cinematically with them have like 
Dante thrust into an enemy and launch them back while the mm-hmm. Doomslayer is just standing behind him with a crate like the BFG yeah. blasts a hole through him and then like Dante just jumps in and like sights through them or whatever. Yeah. I think that that'd be so cool. The melding of those two. And I gotta say yours yours 100% is a very natural a very natural combination. Thank you. Um, that there it it almost it almost gives me vibes of what i thought should be a natural evolution of the forza horizon game yeah yeah almost like yeah like like this is what we like do. get crazy drive, with it yeah you drive in the open wilderness freely and do things but add an add a combat element yeah and yeah. keep that like gearhead sort of base level tinkering with things Mm -hmm. but then go ahead and still give people the free range to a just ride around and do whatever the fuck they want to do or also destroy motherfuckers right right i think that like one of the things that like there isn't really any mad max style post-apocalyptic game that really speaks to the gearhead you know what I mean? And like right. that almost depresses me. Even though I'm not I wouldn't consider myself a gearhead, like those Give games me. are made for gearheads. Like I can't think of a gearhead who doesn't like Mad Max, you know? And right, you like, even have some like weird PvP things like uh it's not Carmageddon, it's uh Oh, cut out, cross out, cross out. That's what it's called. Cross out, which is like a MMO versus sort of thing where you build the car, but it's more like a, like a hexagonal building. It's not, there's no like real like car parts to it. Like give them give the gearheads a chance to really be like, all right, I want to take this fucking '69 Charger and like trip it the fuck out to be a Mad Max thing, you know? Yeah, I, I think it's bizarre that something that uh, something that is so like with cars integrated so much and it's integral to everything that there hasn't been more of a focus on that. Right. Right. Like Mad Max is all about Franken cars without a doubt, but like there are no real presentations for a gamer where you can get Franken car with it, you know? And, and you know, I'm going to say something that is going to upset you. And I think you already know what that's going to be Okay. because we, uh, when we did the, the game that you ran, whenever you had said like (laughs) tabletop games and everything Mm -hmm. we did, it was like a Mad Maxi sort of situation that we did. And at that point, uh, we had even talked about how it was so rooted in what Mad Max was. Like, we need to watch the Mad Max movie so we can, like, know what it is. Like, get a full appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. And I still have yet to do that. I'm so mad at you right now. I, I can't even begin. You haven't seen Fury fucking Road? No. I, 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 want, I wanted to start from the very beginning and watch them. We oh, tried to find them on all that. the... You don't need no? to do that. You no, really don't need Fury to do that. Road? You can just watch Fury Road. Uh, like okay. Fury Road does not does not require like nothing about Previous Fury knowledge. Road requ- requires preview. In fact, there's things in Fury Road that happen that make it feel like they're referencing to prior movies and they're not in any way, shape, or form because the guy who made that movie is totally insane. So like all of them are totally insane. <laughs> I mean, what's crazy about the old movies too is the first one isn't post-apocalyptic. Really? 
It's not. It's not in any way, shape, or form. It's almost apocalyptic. Like, it's like dystopian future sort of shit. But, like, Mad Max is just a cop. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, and then somewhere between the first one and the second one, the apocalypse happens. <laughs> and then Mad Max is in Road Warrior. And, like, Road Warrior itself could literally be its own movie. Like, it's not even really connected to Mad Max. Like, like right off the bat, they explain, like, oh, he's this man who lost his family and went into the wastes in his car. And that's it. And then that's all you need to know about the second movie. Like, it's crazy. And then the third movie... The third movie he actually talks. third movie's wonky. It's just totally wonky. But the third movie literally has two characters played by the same actors who played these, who played two very similar characters in the movie prior, but they're different characters, and it will confuse the shit out of you. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm not even kidding. Yeah. That is very bizarre. Like, I, I don't think those movies are bad at all, but at the same time, just watch Fury Road. That's all you need to watch to get the best Mad Max experience. I'm not going to lie. It really is. Or Road Warrior. I would say Road Warrior or or Fury Road. But like Thunderdome and the original Mad Max, you can kind of skip. Not going to lie. Uh, I'm going to search that. You're going to search if it's on any, Fury Road? Yeah. I don't know if it's on anything, honestly. Might be. I don't know. I have no idea. I own it. I can loan it to you. Oh, it's on It's on HBO Max. I have HBO Max. Oh, yeah. Watch it then. Yeah. Just watch I'm it. Not, yeah, you I do not it. need to watch. It is not like a Star Wars thing. You do not need to know anything about the lore at all. At all. Especially since in Fury Road, it's Tom Hardy. It's not even like Mel G- It's like just watch Fury Road. You don't need to watch <laughs> anything else. Um, okay. So, yeah. I, I think those were two great pitches. I really like both yeah, of those. Honestly. Absolutely. Honestly, um, so but what do you guys like? What do you, who do you think won out of the, the two of us important. though? That is the I, most important part. Who do you think won out of the two of us there, Neil? Uh, out of the two of us who won, you know, this is a tough one. This is a little bit tougher than the last so, one, I think. Honestly, I think, I think my personal vote situation here. I think I would vote for yours if I okay. was standing back and looking between the two because. Like, I feel like my idea was pretty strong, but I didn't, I, it was just like, yeah, it's two dudes that are like the same <laughs> thing in a universe together and they do the fight. You know, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be selfish here. I, I personally, if I'm voting as a consumer, I would put my money down for mine, but in fairness, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's fair there because I don't play Doom games or Devil May Cry games, I don't like them. They're not my kind of game. Whereas, if you told me it's a realistic car game with Mad Max, I used to take all my money, you know? So, like, <laughs> in that way, I think I'd probably pull it out. Uh, that being said, I, I don't know. I liked your pitch because your pitch is much more, like, in the vein of the crossover. Like, you have two crossover characters, really, that just perfectly mesh with each other. You could do a lot of cool stuff with that. Um, so... So yeah, but but as Neil was saying, the real choice is you guys. Uh, please, please, please vote in the comments before below to tell us who you think won, and that's who matters. All right, we got one more pitch for you guys. That is who matters. That is only the one who won <laughs> is the one who matters. What they what they don't know is uh, whoever wins 
gets to kill the other one with a knife. So, <laughs> so who really matters in the right. end? There can be only one. <laughs> there can only uh, be one. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go to our final pitch, which is wild card. We shall be right back. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right. So final pitch of the evening, guys. Uh, here is the criteria we decided was wild. Whatever wow. we wanted to pitch. This is our pitch. Wow. We can do whatever we want. Pitch our heart however we want to pitch it. Um, and yeah, uh, Neil has won the quantum coin flip, which we haven't had to do in a long time. Wow, the quantum coin toss. I know, right? The quantum coin toss. So Neil won it. He gets to go first. So take it away, Neil. All right. So the final, my final pitch of the evening, rather, is going to be monster truck rally and it will be done by vicarious visions so have you ever wanted to go to a monster truck rally or gone to a monster truck rally and just watch these big huge honking chunks of metal on four huge honking chunks of rubber roll around destroy and shit and be like man you know what who would really like that tony hawk uh probably not as what i would say to you but this game would function essentially like a Tony Hawk Pro Skater game. So, uh, you would create your own truck with your own specs. Um, so, however you would build out your truck, let's say uh, if you wanted a bigger engine for your vehicle to be able to get more speed for jumps or maybe one with a better suspension to recover from those jumps faster, maybe you want to invest more in the weight of your truck in the body of it so that you can smash things harder you could do that you would build your own vehicle from the ground up and its appearance and then you would take that truck into an arena you would have different types of arenas that you would have available and in those arenas you would get a certain amount of time to perform trips and jumps and crushing vehicles to earn as many points as humanly possible uh, causing all the destruction and mayhem as you can. Uh, you could do these different jumps and destruction in sequential orders and in combinations to get you points multipliers. And depending on the area in the arena that you are and how much of a combo chain you'd have going, the audience in the stands watching you could react and add multipliers. Um, there would also be a destruction mode, of course, that would just be pure, unadulterated destruction with a monster truck demo derby. Destroy the other vehicles as much as you can. You could take your own vehicle in that online mode, or you could take in a pre-built one as well if you so desired. That way you could have your online multiplayer mode that's just strictly focused on like a battle royale structure where the last truck standing wins, or you could have something that's more focused on skill and style. Uh, that would be my game, Monster Truck Rally. Mm. Mm. I like that one. I like that one. Oh, yeah. All right. My game is called The Federation. It is brought to you by 2K Games, of all things, which I know, kind of weird, but hear me out. All right, so first of all, I love professional wrestling. Anybody who's listening to this podcast, anybody who knows me knows I love professional wrestling. I follow professional wrestling. I have thought about starting up a professional wrestling YouTube channel. Um, that being said, 
I like professional wrestling video games, but they leave something to be desired for, to me. All professional wrestling video games try to simulate the actual wrestling from a wrestler's standpoint as if it was actually real, like almost like a fighting game. You know, and I'm not saying wrestling isn't real. It's pre, it's real. It's just predetermined. But still, they kind of make it. You try and feel like it's a, oh, you're trying to actually beat the other person in wrestling, which is fine. I'm not against that. But here's what I want. Here's what I do with those games. I take those games and I just make matches and watch the computer fight. The problem is, is that the computers are never built for this sort of thing, which is a little bit irritating. So what do I want out of a wrestling game? I want the Federation. The Federation is a ground-up simulator of you starting a Federation from point A and building it up to be one of the competing major talent organizations in the industry. You will start by booking different locations. You will have to hire your wrestlers. You'll have to manage your small amount of money and ticket sales all between things. But what gets even cooler is you will book the matches between your people. You will have the opportunity to try and set them up as big, major players to try and get those five-star matches. And what we'll do with 2K is 2K does something really cool. It has this graphical fidelity, but they're always trying to work these systems in. How cool would it be if they just worried about the spectator part of it? What's even cooler about this game is you can let it play out and watch it simulate so you don't know who the winner is, or you can actually stage out the match, put the spots together, start to finish. It will be easy. Once you put the wrestlers in that you want to see in, you'll, be able to, you'll have access to their movesets, and you'll be able to put their moves together in a certain order, and that will play out as the match itself, actually dictating every part of it, if you want that level of control. Either way... The most fun of this will be taking your, your company from nothing, absolutely nothing with nothing but independent players, all the way up to the top, all the way to competing with the big names, all the way to competing with the WWEs and the, the AEWs and all that. That's where this game could really shine. But we're not done yet. We want multiplayer here. So now you get to take your federation online, compete against other federations, even trade with other federations. What you'll actually have a couple of different modes here. One, you'll have a leaderboard section, as per se usual. You'll have a one-time versus sort of section book off. But you can actually set up long-standing leagues, kind of like Madden did back in the day but in this what will happen is each one of the players wrestlers that they have in their league which are procedurally generated obviously will actually go into a pool you guys will draft off to your actual individual federations and then you'll actually have to use those to try and build up your federation against the other people year after year with your own pay-per-views your own shows the whole nine yards Trade wrestlers between two federations. Keep your wrestlers happy because they can also ditch you for other companies. This is the game that I have been waiting my entire life to play and has never really come out. I know a lot of you are probably saying Arcade Fire Pro Wrestling. Fire Pro Wrestling is great, uh, but it's got no graphical fidelity. It's very 8-bit and old. I want that with the graphical fidelity to create my own matches from ground up and them actually look good. That's what I want. That kind of like city builder version of a wrestling game. 
And that's what I think we could have. And I tell you what, 2K is about to lose the WWE uh, contract anyway. Why not take your knowledge of wrestling, take your N engine and put it into something very different and take a very different take and a very different swing at the wrestling industry in video games. Uh, something that a lot of other YouTubers like Delzinski have been just hounding for. This is what they use this for, so give them what they want. That's my pitch. So, time for the summary. So yours sounds more like a sim management game than yeah. Yeah. than like a, a wrestling game. And that's, I got to say, that's not where I thought it was going to end up. I thought yours <laughs> was more so going to be like a, hey, wrestling, but it's all custom created characters no. and this, that, and the other. I was like, oh, something that he'd be able to use for OMGW for sure. No. I was like, oh, what the deal? But like taking something that is that is one thing and has always been one thing and breaking it down into something that's more behind the scenes uh -huh. and changing the genre while allowing access to that thing still uh -huh. that's i love that sort of shit because that opens it up to other people and uh -huh. gets you allows like the fan the player to experience another end of something that you already enjoy well, and there are some mobile games that kind of do this, but they're very small, independent, text-based things. Like, honestly, I don't know why nobody's thought of this before. I mean, this, to me, like, all wrestling is behind the scenes. Like, that's what it is. Like, it's a show. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a very unique kind of show. Very unique kind of show where it actually has very dangerous and athletic events happening in front of you. But it's a show. Like, let us make a show out of it. And what would be really cool about mine and why, like, it would kind of even separate it from the sim management is you could really watch the matches. You could put a show together and watch the show and see what happens. And then others can watch the show and rate what they think the show, how good the show was, you know? And yeah. that, that to me is the real payoff because you're really, you're really put in that seat of, I'm not just playing a wrestler in AEW. I'm making AEW. I'm making WWE from the ground up. I think that would be such a cool thing especially with procedurally generated wrestlers you could pick your favorites you could like try and push them they could also have their own you know like levels of like ah you know diva-isness you know what i mean like I, I think there's just so much you could do with this when you clip out that like trying to make it also a fighting game aspect you know yeah which is what all 2k day games have done is there's always this fighting aspect and then but I ne I've never played a match. <laughs> WWA, 2K, anything. 16, 19, any of the ones I've owned, I've never played a match because I only ever use it to like simulate shit with my created characters, which is what you see with OMGW. Like, I, if they took that part out and they just made it about simulating shit, God, that could be cool. Um, and we all know... I, well, there's rumors that like this 2K 2022 the 2k22 that just came out yeah it's good it's like eight out of ten but i guess we're still hearing rumors that wwe is like talking to other people to see what oh, they can share up yeah 
because sure. because of what happened with twenty. So like it's not confirmed that they're going to have that contract because their contract is up. This is the last contracted game they were with WWE, and really they're hail mary to keep WWE in house. Fuck, let them go. Make the game I'm pitching because I'll tell you what, you would have a lot of nerds immediately jump onto that, especially if you did add a character creator, a custom character creator to put your wrestlers in. You know, then I could yeah. make OMGW from the ground up, you know, and make it my federation if I wanted to, if I wanted that level of control. Uh, but we've talked about mine enough. I'm going to talk about yours. God, that game sounds fun. I'm not going <laughs> to lie, man. And what I liked about it is it's unique. I don't know of any, like, real monster truck games that are just about, like, that would be so much fun. That would be so much fun. Like, monster truck yeah. thing, the crushing. I love the idea of that. I really do. Yeah, I, it was it, it was something that just kind of came to me. It's like, oh, these things, it's 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 almost like a natural pairing. Yeah. That, like you said, it's like nobody's really done. I mean, I'm sure there's some, you know, bargain bin dollar store something or other game oh, that yeah. has been made by somebody who is just like, here's a car, uh, jump the gap, three stars, next level. Right. Like making it making it like run based and not necessarily like level based as i feel like that where something like that would really well, truly shine you could even i know you didn't necessarily add this to your pitch but you could even do the gearhead thing like yeah. set up builds in the truck and there are so many different events that monster trucks do other than just the car crush like right. there could be the tractor pull you could have a tractor pull event you could have racing events like all of that kind of stuff and then you could do you could take that online. That would be fucking amazing. I would love oh, to do like yeah. versus car crushes and shit, and have to try and set your monster truck up to car crush best. There was this old Nintendo game called Bigfoot, uh, based on obviously the, oh, the yeah. actual Bigfoot monster truck. But it was a game that I owned, and I absolutely loved it. You would go cross country in your monster truck. And you would have to like add little parts to it, and each area you went to had a different thing you had to do. Like one of them was like a race, and then another one was like the mountain climb, and then there was another one where you had to crush cars, and then another one where you tractor pulled all the way to like a cross country, and then you'd have to like beat the other person that you were playing against or an AI, and uh, that just brings back the nostalgia of that for me. And I would I would definitely be in on a monster truck car crushing game seriously. So uh, this is completely random. Sure. Uh, now, now that now that we've just brought up, I was like, I'm gonna Google this Bigfoot <laughs> game. Uh, so I see there's an NES game. Yeah. Uh, a Bigfoot NES game, which is and uh, there's apparently also a board game that really? Bradley did. Yeah. Oh wow. I'm looking at a listing, uh, it's it's literally it's it is a board game. There's four different like little trucks and there's like <laughs> car cards that you put on the road and i guess you roll dice for movement and everything oh nice it is very interesting it's wild what they can turn into a fucking video game oh, or man. into a board game can but, i tell you there was this board game that we were, we're off on a board game tangent now yeah there was a board game when me and my brother were kids because my brother was actually obsessed with being a air like a fighter pilot like when okay. he was younger he just it was one of his things um, we had a board game that actually simulated dogfighting. And I remember it being one of the most fun games. They were like these little jets, and you put them on these like plastic things, and the board was just like this open 
diamond sky sort of thing. Uh, but where you were was elevation, and you had maneuvers and stuff that you could do in the jets, and then you you were trying to get like a missile lock and a shooting lock, and that's all the game was was just a dogfight simulator as a board game. It was one of the most interesting board games I've ever seen or played. I cannot remember the title of it to save my life, but it was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. In the world, I've never even heard of anything like that. No, before. I've never seen or heard of anything like that since. Like honestly, I've I've never known anybody who had that board game. It was just me and Nick, and it was it was crazy cool. We played it with a couple other neighborhood kids, uh, Andy and Spencer, because it could be up to four player because you could have teams of like two v two and stuff, and that's when it got really cool because so, like you had to like pick up your friends ace and stuff it was very interesting so i'm i'm looking right now because i i was already googling for the other one uh so i'm seeing one that milton bradley did literally just called dogfight mm. uh, world war one air battle command no it was jets no, it wasn't world that. war one would be biplanes and triplanes yeah yeah, thing about planes. I don't know, man. I don't know. I I maybe could remember if I saw the box, but it's so long and so forgotten to the to the uh uh ethos, you know, that I don't know that I could ever remember remember what it was. Ever. Screaming Eagles? <gasps> That's it. That's fucking it. That's yeah, fucking it. Hold on, I gotta look it up just to make sure. Screaming Eagles sounds so fucking this familiar. This looks exactly like what you're. This yeah, looks exactly what it is that you were uh, describing. Screaming Eagles board. I think this is definitely. Oh my god, this is definitely it. I'm looking at the pictures now. <laughs> Screaming Eagles. This is the fucking game. Holy shit. I gotta get this game. I seriously gotta purchase this game or find it. Well, uh, 1999 is... in stock on eBay, I guess. Yeah, it is in stock on eBay. Yeah, Screaming Eagles. This was the one. Me and my brother played this fucking thing all the time. You could play one of these four aircrafts. There was two MiGs and two Hornets. And you had, like, cards. And you just you dogfought each other on the, the board. And that's what this was. This was his game. This was the game. He got this. And this game was so much fun. Like, so much fucking fun. Seriously. I, uh, 18, I have, 1987 was when that was made. Wow. I have a copy of a first edition copy of it's just called Dungeon that Wizards <laughs> of the Coast did. Nice. Uh, and it's based off of, I believe, first edition D&D. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, it was uh, from the... Uh, he was from the 70s. God, yeah, I'm looking at believe. it here. Let me. Let me. I can't believe you found Screaming Eagles. This is amazing. Yeah. I did not even have the title. I'm so. That's <laughs> so cool that I yeah, remember the title. I'm looking at this thing right now. It's 80. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, from 1981. This thing was, and it's currently Jesus. Apparently, it's valuable on eBay. Um, yeah, this game is absolutely ridiculous <laughs> absolutely ridiculous it's uh i believe yeah it's it was done by tsr which i believe is one of the early incarnations of wizards of the coast mm. Mm. Well, yeah yeah tsr gone, yeah. tsr wizards of the coast bought tsr tsr was the original dungeons and dragons 
Yeah. Yeah. They Which were... is fucking banana sandwich. <laughs> All right. Well, we went on a real tangent there, ladies and yeah, gentlemen. Yeah, we did. <laughs> but yeah. So who do you think wins between the two of us, in your opinion? It's a tough one on this one. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah. I, I, I might have to vote for me. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I, I think just in this instance, because uh, I wrestling games have never really been my thing, but I guess that's not necessarily a fair vote because I can't really take a look at it, you know, objectively between the two. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, so this is true. I have, I have uh, endeavored to potentially get you into wrestling uh, a couple of times. Um, yeah. <laughs> which, which I, I may, I may still yet, <laughs> yeah. uh, force you to do some wrestling. Uh, that being said, um, force me to do some wrestling. Yeah, Zach, I'm not so. going to wrestle you. No, no. I actually <laughs> wanted to kind of do a podcast where I was like, I, yeah, I, remember I you forced you to watch wrestling that. for a month. And then we, we talk about it every week about like what we thought about the show. Like, your experience with it, you know? And then like, I could talk you through like, Oh, well this is what's actually happening here because I'm used to it, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, um, I love wrestling. So if I was picking to give my money personally, I would be buying mine first. Uh, that being said though, if I'm objectively looking at this as just a normal consumer, I think people would be a little bit more excited for yours than mine. I think mine fits a niche a little bit more than yours does, where yours has a little bit more wide-based appeal. Yeah. Uh, so that's the, that's, that's the best I can do on that one, I think. Uh, <laughs> so that's it. Like, what, but, but the honestly, what do you guys think? Which do you guys think won? You guys let us know. And uh, sorry about the weird Screaming Ingles dungeon tangent. And uh, yeah, we'll be I'm right not back. I'm sorry with... about it. I'm not <laughs> sorry about it. He might be, but I'm not. We'll be right back with plugs. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to the end of the show. Shameless self-promotion that comes with it, which is weird since we just did this. Um, we're, <laughs> so we're probably going to be plugging a lot of the same shit. Just remember, Neil, this is a week later when you're plugging. This is a week later, yeah. <laughs> so uh, with that in mind, uh, then I believe it will be this week you will not be seeing a Halo Infinite Road mm -hmm. episode because shenanigans abound and computers and technology, you know how it is. They don't work out all the time. So uh, we will theoretically be back next week with that. Uh, it's going to put Zach in kind of a weird spot because we got to <laughs> do that thing where we literally record an episode and he has to edit it that evening. Uh, but that is, that's something that he and I will figure that. It would have been better than the episode you would have gotten, which would have just been me angrily swearing through an entire, <laughs> through an entire thing. Um, all right. Uh, yeah. So, I'm on vacation this week. That is why you guys listen to a special episode. He's on of this. vacation right now. Right now. This right very now. second. This very second. I am on vacation. Uh, so that being said, uh, this is why we did not do fan interaction. Anything you comment on this or the last one, we will be reading out on the next one. And I have some news. I have some news. Um, news. News. News indeed. Next week, our podcast on YouTube. 
you might just be seeing our faces. We've been toying around with this idea for a while. Mr. Neil, who has been on a YouTube channel for over two years, has finally gotten a webcam. Uh, So... I'm modern. <laughs> so we have decided that uh, that yeah we're we, we're we're gonna try doing the YouTube version since the YouTube version and the actual podcast version have almost no differences whatsoever. We decided I don't know why you'd want to look at our faces, but maybe you would want to look at our faces. So we are going to record our faces as well, so you will be able to actually see us on the YouTube version. Uh, so hopefully that's, uh, I don't know, I don't know why this is special, but that's what's happening. Uh, and that's what we're going to plug. So episode 35, you get to see me and Neil in person. I'm going to be a creep ass and stare directly at the camera the entire time. I'm going to tell you, anybody who has watched you already knows that you're going to be a creep ass and stare at the camera (laughs) the entire time. There have been so many terrible talks where I've just sitting here like, please blink, man, please blink. You're, you're doing so good at the talking. Just blink your fucking eyes, please. I feel like you see my thoughts and lies. Just blink your fucking eyes, man. I can see under your shadow. As far as that, uh, I'm going to say there's not a lot coming out this week, stream-wise, because I'm on vacation. You will still get a prelude this Sunday. Uh, you're obviously getting that, and hopefully I got the review up for Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Uh, hopefully. Um, but next week we will be back with all the normal streams, and we will be back with more Star Trek Axiom, which you guys have been enjoying, so hopefully that keeps going. Uh, and as usual, you guys can contact us on Facebook at DH, on Twitter at omangaming 9 You can join our Discord. Links in the description below, please. Uh, you can influence this. And all of our shows from there. Ladies and gentlemen, as long as you keep watching and listening, we'll keep making them. We'll see you guys next week. Possibly for real. For real? For real, real. My cat just dove into a cabinet. <laughs> it's always a pet with you guys, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's this fucking fat ass. He's huge. So <laughs> anything that he does with any sort of effort is always way louder than you expect it. Still, in like two years of doing recordings with you and your wife, I don't think there has ever been a time when it, your pets don't get involved in so much shit There's a whole, like, everybody here has their own little fucking personality, and they all <laughs> clash constantly. So it's it's very hard to just have, like, normalcy. I remember when we did the tabletop game. It was like a oh thing. Like God, every time. Dog. Every time. Oh, it was like time. Neil and Kayla's fucking pets. Here we go. <laughs> yeah.